Good morning, Jordan. How are you? Good. You're going to talk about where you went this weekend. Where'd we go? On a trip. We did. Where'd we go to? Gatlinburg. We did not go to Gatlinburg. Where'd we go? St. Louis. We did. We did. We went to see a Cardinals baseball game. Baseball game. We went way up in the arch. Way up to the arch. Do you remember riding that little escalator thing up to the top? I got... Ice coffee at Starbucks. <laughs> that is right. Our hotel mm-hmm. had a Starbucks, which and was very so convenient. I got iced coffee. You did. You got an iced vanilla latte with oat milk. With oat milk. That's right. Okay. So we stayed in St. Louis. Yeah. The hotel had a Starbucks. Okay. We mm. went up in the arch. We and went to arch. the baseball game. Baseball game. Did you cheer for the Cardinals? Yes. Okay, good. Then on the way back, we mm-hmm. drove to Nashville. Um, Nashville. Yep. And we stayed at another hotel. The hotel. What did that hotel have in it? Um, beds. It, that's right. It did have beds. Uh, I meant more like, what did we do there? Remember the the where we put our swimming suits on? Where did we go? Um, the water slide. It had a water park in the hotel. I. I went on a um, water slide. Was it fun? Yep. I I swam. You swam? It was fun. I liked the water slide. Good. Did the water slide go slow or did it go fast? Fast water slide. It did. And who else, who did we do water slides with? Mommy did. Mom. And daddy. Dad did not. So. Dad sat in a chair the whole time because he doesn't like water slides. But it was you, me. Okay. Hudson and Wilch. Wilch, and Hudson's I, friend. Like um, I did wear a water slide with Wilch. You did go on the water slide. It was yep. So much fun. And then you did that rope thing, and oh, then you well, fell in the water. I fell in the water. Yeah. I did. I do green tree. You did a green water slide. Yeah. I'm green. Yeah. I'm okay. Ladder. So I like green ladder. You you climbed up. Oh, that it did kind of look like a ladder. It was this thing that you climbed Remember, across. Mommy, I I tried green ladder. And then you fell in the water. Yep. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Tell everybody what you're going to have for lunch today. Um, I'm going to have a Charlie's. What are you going to eat? Hamburger, fish fries, and Pepsi. <laughs> that yes. sounds delicious. What so, are you drinking right now? I'm water. Water. Um, yeah, but I yep. drink water. You're drinking water. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. What I'm do you gonna, tell everybody? Um, Have a good day, you guys. Thank you so much for joining us, everyone, to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. I am Jackie, and today I have a very amazing special guest joining me. I am going to be joined by Dr. Temple Grandin, who is one of my personal heroes. She has helped me learn so much through our journey with Jordan's autism, and I know she's helped thousands of others. So it's a huge honor to welcome her on our show. Dr. Grandin, thank you so much for joining us today. It's great to be here. I am just so excited. Um, I want to start by having you tell all of our listeners about yourself. Well, I'm a professor of animal science at Colorado State University. But when I was a little kid, I had full-blown autism symptoms, no speech until age four, all the autistic behaviors. I was very lucky to have very good teachers. I got into early intervention by age two and a half, and I uh, was taught how to take turns, speech, and uh, basic skills. So I can't emphasize enough. If you got little kids that are not talking, you got to do something about it, 
and do something about it right now. Absolutely. Um, I've read numerous books of yours and um, I've read a book by your mom and your story gives so much hope to so many to be able to sit on this podcast and have a back and forth conversation with you knowing that is amazing. Also, I think when you say you're a professor of animal science, you have done so much to even further that whole career, animal science. Can you tell a little bit about that journey? Well, I started out uh, working with cattle in the Arizona feed yards in the early 70s. And I can tell you, being a woman was a bigger barrier than autism ever was. Wow. Autism was just about a non-issue. I was starting out in a man's industry, and I had to make myself twice as good as a man. Okay. That's what I had to do. Yep. And what I learned is I learned how to sell my work. When you're weird, you have to sell your work. <laughs> so I would show people my drawings. Okay. And when people saw my drawings, they were impressed. I learned to sell my work rather than myself. How did your autism help you in your career for animal science? Well, I'm an extreme visual thinker. Everything I think about is a picture. So the first thing I did in my work with cattle as I got down in the chutes to see what cattle were saying, and they'd refuse to walk through a chute to get vaccinated if I'm coat on a fence, chain hanging down, car parked next to the fence, seeing vehicles drive by. I looked at what the animals were seeing, and I didn't realize what a radical idea that was huh. because I didn't know that most other people thought in words. Right. So it was obvious to me to look at what the animals were looking at. That that's incredible. My cousin, who's one of my dearest friends, is a veterinarian, and she actually was able to be in one of your classes when she was an undergrad. So I've not only followed the autism side of your work, but also the animal science. And it's just been amazing. So one of the things I am incredibly passionate about is getting individuals with autism to be as high functioning as they can through independence, work. And as you and I have talked at length before, there are so many individuals with autism that are not working, whether they're struggling to find a job, to get hired, they lack motivation. And so I have a lot of parents that reach out to me and say, what can my kid do? Do you have any advice? Do you have advice for parents like that? We've got to get the kid out doing things. I'm saying too many kids totally overprotected. They're doing well academically, yep. but they've never gone in a store and bought something because they're getting so overprotected. We've got kids growing up that have never used a tool. They're not getting exposed to enough things because I have grandparents come up to me all the time and they discover they're on the autism spectrum when the kids get diagnosed and they have jobs. Yes. That's because that grandparent had a paper route at age 11. So what we've got to do is do substitutes for that. Church volunteer jobs, volunteer at the farmer's market, walk other people's dogs, mow lawns. They got to learn how to do a task for somebody else outside the family on a schedule. And then two real jobs before they graduate from high school. And we just need to make it happen. Yeah. Now I would avoid big multitasking jobs. Crazy takeout window. Avoid it. Okay, right. That makes sense. 
chaotic store at Christmas time. Avoid it. Also, I can't remember long strings of verbal information. So to close out the cash drawer, for example, in a shop, I need to make myself a little pilot's checklist. Step one, step two, step three. So I'll remember all the steps to close out the cash drawer. That's a very, very easy thing to do. Yes. That is one of the things we have found through our shirt shop is when we can make things visual and we can look for Jordan at what her strength is. And if we can make some type of an, an, you know, a modification to help her reach that, she can. I'll give you an example. Counting pins. We sell ink pins in packages of 15. But if Jordan had to sit there and count out three of each color to make 15, that would be hard for her. So I just photocopied ink pens, made a board for her so she could match them. And as soon as I did that, she's able to work independently. It just took a little thinking outside of the box to figure out what she was good at and how to do that, make that happen. Well, I was good at drawing. And uh, when I was in third grade, my mother always encouraged my ability to draw. And she encouraged me to draw lots of different kinds of things. Because otherwise I'd do the same horse head over and over and over again. Okay. You've got to broaden the skills, broadened. And I think that's one thing parents get so fearful of. I think parents fear maybe a meltdown from their child. So they think they're helping by backing off when really, I think if we, we push some, I think we would see our kids could expand so much more. Well, give choices to okay. this activity or that activity. That, that mother has a good sense of just how much to stretch me. Yep. But I found that some moms just cannot let go when I suggest that their child buy something in a store. Yep. One mom said, I just can't let go. And, and I can't I just can't believe the 16-year-olds that have never gone shopping, never ordered food in a restaurant. Just these kind of basic living skills. And what I think is so important for parents to remember is we're not always going to be here for our kids. So if we can help them become independent along the way, I mean, they're going to have to let go at some point because we're not always going to be there. Like at some point, our kids have to be able to be as independent as possible. And I think what you're saying is key to this. At such a young age, keep keep building those skills. Well, that grandfather who finds out he's on the spectrum when the kids get diagnosed had a paper route at age 11. So we've got to make paper route substitutes. Yeah. Volunteer at the nursing home, volunteer at church, volunteer at the, at the farmer's market stand, walk dogs for other people. These yeah. are things we can just set up in the neighborhood. I tell parents often, if you look at every dentist office, they have those dental bag kits filled with things. That is something our kids could go in and fill dental bags as to learn a skill. Everywhere we go, if we looked, we could see something in a business our kids could do. And we've got to start finding those and just asking and then having our kids build on those skills, one versus another. When I was 13, my mother had me doing a little seamstress job and she just set it up in the neighborhood. She approached a seamstress that worked out of her home and I took apart dresses and I hand hemmed them. She just did that in the neighborhood. It didn't cost anything to do it. 
That is what I want parents to hear and be encouraged by and to realize the potential in their child. Well, I think part of the problem is they get totally locked into the label. Yes. Completely locked into the label. Because when I was out working on supervising installation of facilities I designed, I worked with machinery designers, welders, people that had multiple patents. And I'm going to estimate that 20% of those people were either autistic, dyslexic, or ADHD. And they owned their own shop. Yeah. Yeah. This is the thing that makes me want to pull my hair out as I go back and forth between the two worlds. Right. And what's happening now is um, a lot of kids are just getting addicted to video games. One of the things you can replace video games with in young adults is car mechanics. There's now been five or six successes where video games were replaced with car mechanics. And the individual found that fixing cars was more interesting than video games. And they're now employed fixing cars. That's amazing. Well, when we started the shirt shop for Jordan, never did we think about reducing screen time to do it. Um, But when she wasn't meaningfully doing something, she would watch YouTube videos or something. Well, when we replaced that and taught her how to do a job, she loved it. She loved the repetition of it. She loved working. She automatically had a way to fill her own time and not want to watch the screen anymore. It was just a byproduct of giving her something meaningful to do. That's right. Um, so the car thing is fascinating. I would have never thought of that, but you know, you have all these video games in which kids are building things on at the Minecraft, the whatever. So channeling that into something that's much more useful makes so much sense. Well, there's like three kinds of minds and the visual thinkers like me are the ones who get addicted to video games. And I talked about some of the different kinds of minds in one of my older books, the autistic brain. And I got my new book coming out, visual thinking. Okay. Where I'm going to provide some of the science to show that these different kinds of minds really do exist. I'm an object visualizer. That's the correct name for everything I think about is a picture. Now, Mm -hmm. I can absolutely cannot do algebra. I'm seeing kids kept out of car mechanics because they can't do algebra. You don't need algebra for car mechanics. Okay. My kind of mind is good at car mechanics, anything mechanical, Mm -hmm. photography, drawing, and working with animals. Now, another kind of mind is the visual spatial thinker, the more mathematical mind. They think in patterns, think music, math, um, chemistry, physics, computer programming. And then finally, of course, you have word thinkers who think in words. And yeah. people on the spectrum that think in words. And some of those individuals can be very good at specialized retail, selling cars, selling specialized financial products, selling special insurance for businesses something that is specialized they can be really good at that and there's mixtures of the kinds of minds but the video game addicts tend to be my kind of mind okay and car mechanics has been very successful and the uh, people that i worked with that were probably on the spectrum one of them who built some of my equipment started out working on cars and the others had a single welding class in high school huh See, that brings exposure to building things and mechanical things. Taking the skilled trades out of the school is the worst thing they ever did. Now, I'm not suggesting everybody in the spectrum should be fixing cars. Right. No, that's pretty much my kind of mind. But then you have all the computer programming type of ones. 
and a lot of the computer companies are reaching out for the more mathematically inclined kits. And I've been out to those big tech companies. Mm -hmm. About a third of those programmers are on the spectrum. Right. And that's the mathematical mind. What would you say to a parent that has a child, and I, I say child because to me, like Jordan's always going to be my child no matter what her age is, but what would you say to someone that maybe has their child is very limited verbally or not speaking, and so they're, they're so focused on that, do you see success in areas of kids like that? Well, some of them can learn to type. And they can learn to type independently and communicate with that. Right now, I'm texting with an autistic lady and she can talk, but she's much more fluent in the texts. That's her preferred method of um, communication. And there's a lot of jobs that they can do. I went to some very nice um, facilities where people with much more you know, severe needs are working, making statues and making crafts and selling it. It's important that they have purpose in life. They're making uh, statues that are sold in the gift shop. They mold them with yep. plastic resin material. Okay, that's purposeful work. 100%. And I think, you know, we also have a lot of listeners that might not even be personally touched by autism. They don't have a child with autism, but they love learning more. And I think so many individuals have so much more going on in their mind, so many individuals with autism, than they're able to verbally say. So I always urge parents, teachers, anyone, do not judge an individual solely by their verbal ability, because I think they'll always judge them wrong. Well, some of those uh, people that are nonverbal or partially verbal can be really good artists. Yes. But the thing that they've got to learn is how to do work on consignment, where they do um, a project that somebody else wants. Yes. Like Grant Bonnier, the eco-artist, for example. Mm -hmm. And um, he makes beautiful art with torn paper strips. Now, he just went through a really difficult chemotherapy where they had to be in lockdown for the whole time. Oh, wow. And he's come through that. But his mother always encourages art. He does um, consignments. They might say, well, I want an American eagle for art, let's just say. Right. Give an and so he has to make an eagle. But he does it in his style. Yes. You bring up a really important point for parents to remember. We have to get our kids, again, I always say kids, doing something that someone else will find value in. It has to be something that has value that's sellable. Um, that was really important to us when we created the shirt shop That's is right. we needed we needed to do something within Jordan's ability but would have value to the general population so we could get returning customers returning business and that was what was very successful for us well that's absolutely right Okay, we have had a great conversation. We're going to pause it for here, but we're going to pick back up on this next week. So if you enjoyed it so far, which I can't imagine you didn't, please join Dr. Grandin and I next week as we continue our discussion on helping individuals with autism find and keep employment. I, th I think Dr. Grandin has such amazing insight and wisdom for parents, and I'm just 
beyond honored that not only has she done one podcast for us, she'll be coming back next week. Also, she has a brand new book out. It's called Visual Thinking, The Hidden Gifts of People Who Think in Pictures, Patterns, and Abstractions. It's available on Amazon. Again, it's written by Dr. Grandin. Go get it. It's amazing. And come back here next week for part two. Thank you so much for listening to the Be Kind to Everyone podcast. We know your time is valuable. We appreciate you spending it with us. Word of mouth is the number one way people learn about new podcasts. So we need your help for people to find us. Please, please, please tell everyone you know about our show. To learn more about our story and see our shirts, go to BeKindToEveryone.com. Thanks for listening. Have a good day, you guys.